drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Cornelius, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cornelius. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. D Troy Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? Friday, we are back. And uh, what I want to do, this your boy Oakry, I want to jump on real quick, just sort of give a quick preview. Uh, what me and Grifka did when we recorded this week was uh, we just got going on that Chiefs game. We were kind of like, man, uh, we got enough for two episodes here. So we, we broke it up, uh, Chiefs Review Part 1. You're going to hear the second part today. And, uh, man, was that a heck of a football game. With the bye week, it just seemed right to sort of divvy it up and do two episodes. I just want to do a quick uh, preview here, tell you guys a couple things, give my take on the team, a couple updates, and then we'll throw to the episode. So one of the main things I wanted to kind of announce or just promo here is it looks like next week we're going to be fortunate enough to have Eric Schlitt of USA Today Lions Wire on. Eric's a great guy, works really hard. Um, always real busy covering the Detroit Lions, but was able to uh, get him to uh, hopefully commit to come on with us. Uh, he's been gracious enough to do that, and uh, we look forward always to talking football with him. Just a really good guy, really good mind for the game, so it'll be fun to chat with him. So that's our plan, and then we're also hoping to have Logan Lamarandier of Lion Lowdown. I'm hoping to have him on the show as well. I know he's been wanting to come back on for a while and just uh, timing and life and busyness gets in both of our ways, but we're able to hopefully make it happen here for you guys next week. So it'll be fun to uh, sit down, me, Grifka, and those guys sort of chat football and looking forward to that. Also want to update everybody that word came out recently that TJ Hawkinson, um, Grifka's favorite player, is uh, looks like he's recovering well from uh, that nasty concussion we tried to hurdle, and his helmets just sort of bounced off the turf there. He is um, supposedly, reportedly, rumor and innuendo is that he's uh, going to be at the Michigan Iowa game. So if you can be at a stadium with a hundred some thousand people, you know it looks like you're progressing well, and and you know still with another week, week and a half to recover before that big Monday night game in Green Bay. I would expect the Hawk to be back and be uh, be playing and be rolling. So we will see if uh, that comes to fruition, but that's a, a good update that I want to give everybody. And, yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk football here for a second. So, like, if, if the Hawk comes back, I mean, my hopes is that we go into Green Bay with – you know, Hawkinson back. I'd love to see Mike Daniel see where he's at with that foot injury. You know, I'd love to see Slay back on the field. I know he put a tweet out saying that he was, he was, I, he was just sort of resting up. I think, uh, who was that? He was sort of another corner. I want to say it was Richard Sherman. Him and Richard Sherman were uh, tweeting back and forth. They're like, I, I'm all right. I'm resting. It's like, all right, we could have used you against the, the Chiefs, but he probably wasn't good to go there, but hopefully another week in, or two of rest and he'll be back. Um, like I say, hopefully for that Green Bay game. I mean, you also got 
Um, guys like Deshaun Hand, who we've been waiting on. I mean, it's just real cloudy. This guy's got a brace on. He doesn't have a brace on. He's practicing. He's not playing on Sundays. I don't know what's going on with my guy Deshaun Hand, but like I say, I liked him in the draft process. He really showed up as a rookie, played well, and just haven't seen anything from him since because he's just been hurt all the time. So, you know, I would think it's about time where he debuts himself. Who else we got? We had Quandre that went down. I mean, I love CQ back there. He really makes a difference, kind of patrolling that back end with him and T-Walk. Really can fly up, make tackles, make plays. You know, I was really proud of the team, how they played when he went out really early in that Chiefs game. Because like I say, he's kind of the quarterback of that back end and that defense, as well as the heartbeat. And uh, they really played well without Q, but that's a guy we need. I don't know. I mean, it's just been encouraging. I mean, I know Grifka quit on this guy after his first game like so many Lions fans did and start ragging on Trey Flowers. Oh, he's terrible. Trade him. Are you kidding me? The guy's played a couple games. He's here for five years. He's a great, versatile piece. You see him on the edge. You see him playing nose tackle. You see him hustling, making plays, getting up the football field, stopping the run. I still love what Trey Flowers brings to this team, and he's just a great great person great you know solid person to put in your locker room love them so all you people just need some more patience as well as just knowing that this guy's not going to put up 20 sacks he's not going to put up 15 sacks but he, he hopefully will be in double digits by it's when it's all said and done and and be able to control people physically which means tackle people in the run game disrupt the quarterback hit the quarterback i think he'll do all that so What I'm looking for in Green Bay, which, as you know, we've mentioned on the show, me and Grifka will be there. This is, I've only taken a couple Lions road trips, but this is by far the one I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, always wanted to kind of go to Lambeau Field. I can't believe it's on Monday Night Football. I can't believe, you know, Lions, Packers, both teams will have good records. There'll be lots on the line. I mean, me and Griff could still got to pinch ourselves and just be like, man, this is going to be crazy. So we're trying to figure out our plan, like when we're going to road trip there, what we're going to do when we get there. I mean, the plan is to wear our Lions gear, walk around town, probably have a sign for Detroit Kool-Aid. Um, we know there's going to be some great uh, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers in the parking lot. I mean, Paul Jackson from Florida, we know he'll be out there with a bunch of his buddies. That's going to be a great time. They're going to come uh, hang out. We're all going to hang out, throw the football, probably do a live podcast in the parking lot, um, talk some smack to some cheddar heads and mozzarella faces. And, uh, oh, man, it's going to be incredible. Like I said, I'm just so looking forward to it. Well, still lots to plan, lots to figure out, but uh, it should be an incredible time. And that football game is going to be huge, as I said, and it can go either way. Like, you don't just walk into Lambeau and get a dub. Like, the Lions are going to have to earn it. They're going to have to play well. They're going to have to be healthy. And uh, like I say, I've been kind of coaching Grifka that he's got to hang in there for that game. I don't want to hear any complaining after the first mistake. I don't want to hear any moaning after the first referee call that doesn't go our way. There's four quarters of football. Under the lights, we go in there, play strong, and just find a way to get a W. That's all that matters. So... Again, lots on the line. Really looking forward to it. So, like I say, uh, appreciate everybody listening to our show. Like, we're just having a ton of fun still with the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Listens continue to go up episode after episode. Um, You know, I love just 
arguing with Grifka, like listening to him say okay after every little thing he says. I mean, somebody's got to get at me on Twitter and, and give me the okay count from the last episode before this one because it was off the charts. We love having fun with the Grifka bell, all the sound bits, all you guys on Twitter giving me the Caruso takes. I mean, those are super fun. And, and, and most of all, like you said, at the at the heart of it, me and Grifka are just Lions fans like all you guys. We love the team. We love everything about football, and uh, we just love talking about it. Um, a ton on the show. I mean, I think we're still pumping out more shows, more content than anybody else doing Lions podcasts right now. So, um, again, we're the fans podcast. We love joking around. We love laughing. We love arguing, but we love W's and we love seeing uh, a good Detroit Lions football team on the field. And we hope to, uh, see that Monday night against Green Bay. So just want to jump on here quickly, uh, give you guys the, the Hawkinson update as well as just kind of pump you up for that Green Bay game. Make sure you're ready for that one. And uh, enjoy a, a bye week for the Lions. You know, a lot of people will go, you know, hang out and do some special things with their families. Enjoy Sunday football without the Lions on. Uh, get those fantasy football teams in. All that type of stuff. And uh, like I say, I'm looking forward to it. Um, still a lot to get ready for this road trip. And uh, super pumped. So check us out next week where we'll have Eric Schlitt and Logan on. That's going to be super fun. And uh, until then, let me throw this to our uh, to our episode here. Me and Grifka talking everything Lions, Chiefs, breaking it down, talking about all the referee calls, talking about everything that you were just uh, going crazy about while you're sitting on your couch watching this football game. So um, enjoy it. Thanks again, everybody. Take care. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So, Grifka, we're, we're trying to get back to this or trying to talk about this Matt Stafford fumble. Like, uh, this guy has been playing such good football, and I just love his mentality. I love some of the throws he's made this year. I love his grit. I love his leadership. The thing I can't figure out is this guy continues to sort of when the pocket breaks down or when he breaks the pocket – He's continuing to put it on the turf too much for a 10-year vet. And here we are inside the 10-yard line. He's led the team down the field again. He, he just jets out to the left side. And he basically lost the ball because he switched hands for some reason. Like, hello, number nine. The most important thing is the football. Don't give up the football. And I know he's trying to make plays, but he has to know when chaos is around him or when he's getting out of the pocket, the one thing you don't do is give it up. Like, wasn't there a couple other plays where, like, he sort of got sacked and that ball kind of came free, but he was able to get back on it or the lines got back on it? Like, do what Peyton Manning used to do. When you know that play's over, just curl up in the fetal position and take a sack and live for another day. I don't want to see the ball on the ground 
as much as it has been from our quarterback because it's killing us and it killed us in this game. What do you think about that play? Yeah, that was that was uh, as one where I just put my hands in my head. I mean, I didn't scream what? What are you? It's just like come on, like you said, because right after that happened, my my buddy you know texted me and said. He's been around that long, and he continues to make plays like that. And it's just like, and I know, and I know in Stafford's head that he had, he felt like, you know, like he's, you know, they talked about it before. They, as they interviewed him, points were at a premium. They couldn't settle for field goals. I realized he was just trying to make a play, but still, that's like one of those things. I mean, come on, Matt, you got to realize you're not. I mean, come on, you're you're not the most fleet of foot out there. I mean, you had your bad hip. That's all we heard about the last couple of days before the game, and. You're out there, and you—I mean, yeah—he was kind of holding the ball really loose. So, yeah, it's just that wasn't the smartest thing, and it really did. It really hurt. It just compounded with, you know, you know, with what happened earlier. So, it was—it was very frustrating to to see that. But I mean, I didn't get mad. I didn't bust a coffee table. I didn't throw anything across the room. I just put my hands on my head, and I'm just like, come on, you know, it's just. You know, my buddy said that, and, you know, I, I texted back, that's so Lions, and I know you'd like to hear that. This is when I need, like, that censor button where people swear, and when you <laughs> do stuff like that, I just beep you out, because I had people on Twitter literally go, oh, that's that's the Lions for you. I'm like, don't be that guy. Like, nobody likes that guy that says, that's the Lions, oh, same old li-. Like, you don't want to be that guy, do you, Griff, or you're pretty much already that guy. I think I was pretty much already that guy. So uh, that was that was. It's, just it's not. It's not. A, it's not a good guy to be because it's not same old lines. It's not here we go again. But it is like, you know, anytime an NFL quarterback is inside field goal range and they expose the football, they put it on the ground. They know they're giving up points. I mean, you you just do not want to give up points in the National Football League. And Matt Stafford, especially inside the twenty, should know. Hello, like I might want to. Just, you know, take a kneel down here and let my kicker go ahead and get points. Like, it's killing us. And, and we kind of talked about the the fumble return. Let's turn our eyes to carry on Johnson extending the football inside of a pile, backwards, upside down. Like, come on, carry on. It's year two, but you know better than that, too. Like, talk me through that one, because I thought that one was just as egregious of, like, you've got to know better. You've got to be smarter. Yeah, that's uh... – I mean, if you've been a running back that long and, you know, everybody talks about that, you know, if you don't have, if you're not that close to the goal line where extended, I mean, we know we've seen it over the top plays um, where once it gets extended just a tiny bit, you know, it's once it breaks the plane, but he was, I don't know if he just didn't know exactly how far away he was from the end zone and like, come on, you're right. You need to know better than that. It's just a dog pile in there. And you're trying to, like, extend the ball back. And I know you already heard my take. You know, wasn't quite for sure when the ball was fumbled. It was headed the ground. But still, that's something just, you know, suck it up, eat it up. You know, you're a half yard away at that point. You know, try to stick it in on the next play. You know, live to fight another day. But that just that just wasn't smart right there. And the other reason it kills me is because that carry-on's fumble, I believe it was second down on the one-yard line. So... Your mentality as a player, it's not fourth and got to have it. You know, Matt Stafford's fumble is second or third down, whatever it was. Inside the 10, you know you have another shot. Like, let's say he, he scrambles for, I mean, I think even if he would have went down at the point of the fumble, he scrambles for two, three yards. You go down, 
then you go ahead, you dial it up for the next play. If you don't get it, you kick a field goal. Like carry on. If you can't get in, you protect the football. You have trust in Daryl Bevel that he's going to give you the ball again or, you know, dial up pockets and dial up Kenny, dial up Marv at that point and uh, get yourself points. Or, hey, worst case, you go ahead and you don't get it on third down, kick another field goal. That's another that's basically a touchdown we gave up on those two plays by taking two chip shot field goals off the board. And that's the kind of things that can't happen. Those aren't like the same old Lions or, oh, this always happens to the Lions. That's straight up fundamental football where we just are not using our heads and we're not. You can say it's heat of the moment. You can say, oh, you know, it just happens sometimes. Or you can say really good teams know protect the football and get points when you can get points. Like it's it's inexcusable in my opinion. It's really um, those were really too heartbreaking as much as people are focusing on the refs and on this that, and the other. Like my thing is you don't put the ground on there and you either um, let's say you don't fumble. My, my thing is you're either going to score a touchdown or at worst case, get field goals in both those situations. Um, last time I checked six points wins this game. Yeah. I have a quick question for you. the point. Um, the one point of the game where it was fourth down and the lines were going to go for it. It was like fourth and short and they were within field goal range and rang now had the false start penalty and obviously prayed and ended up kicking the field goal. But, um, were you okay with that call of going for, you know, were you like, yeah, they're showing grit, you know, they're going to go for it. You, or in your mind, were you like, come on, just take the points and kick the field goal. Which, which way were you with that? Hmm. I wish we had all the particulars. Cause I'm trying to remember back. I feel like, you know, me being like, like I said, I was, I was doing the live tweeting. I was watching the game. So I had like lots going on, but I feel like my net, my first reaction was like, I said to myself, and just go, go go get that yard. But then I remember the situation. Like I said, if we if we had it right in front of us, it really was more of a kick it and get point situation. And so, like as they were going for it, I'm kind of like, why don't we just take the points? Because you know, it wasn't from what I recall, it wasn't like a you know half yard or less. It was more like that full yard or more. Where I was just kind of like, you really have to dial up a good run play or a good play action to get this so i hate to be revisionist history but i think my naturalness said man just shove it up their ass and go for it and then i was kind of like oh wait no like in the point of the game it was and the down and distance i was like hey let's just let's just kick it here that's that's what i think i where i was at so i was on the more you know kick it and uh just keep getting points yeah i think um I, I remember this because when they said that they were, you know, keeping the offense out there and it was a long one yard, I was like, you, I'm like, yeah, just jam it down the throat. You've been running pretty good. And then obviously when Ragnar took the, he had the false start, I was just like, yeah, okay, obviously now you do it. But it was like one of those things where it just seems like you know, other, other, you know, Caldwell, he would have been more than happy to say, oh, just trot him out there, kick the field goal. And you're right. You always, you, yeah, you take the points, you take the points. But it was nice that Patricia's actually like, you know, thinking about that, you know, you can't settle for field goals. It's one yard, put, you know, put it, put it on your team, you know, show, show, show some grit, go get that yard. So I really liked his decision, but you know, obviously with the, uh, false start penalty kicking the field goal getting the points okay but yeah i really like the call that you know we're gonna go for it and uh now that we rewatch the game the number you know the number of times that the lions had it you know short yardage and they seem not to get that short yard when they needed it you know even against kansas city you know that's uh maybe it was a good thing that they ended up with the three points so 
but here's my counterpoint is that we we had already went for it on like third and a half yard earlier and got absolutely stoned. So it's like until they start drawing up better plays for these third and shorts, you know, run it up the middle on third and one, fourth and one really is not the, you know, the team we are at this point or the, it just seems like the, the default dumb answer. Like, Oh, just, just impose our will pound it up to get the first down. How many times have we got absolutely shut down on third and one, fourth and one in the last year or two? Like, you know, that's why I was so fired up at the uh, Charger game we were at. Because it was like, you know, third and medium. And they ended up dialing up a decent play on play action, throw it to the tight end that worked rather than, you know, just run it off the right tackle and see what we get and, you know, let them burn their time out. Like, they got to be more innovative if they're going to go for it instead of just, oh, we're going to go for it because we're going to be aggressive. Like, okay, run it up the middle and get stuffed by the defense. That's really not the kind of aggressiveness I want. So I know what you're saying, but my counter is like we I think it was right in that first couple drives. It was third and really short and uh, carry on. It got stopped and they were just like they went back for it and just lined up quick. And, oh, we'll just run it up the up the B gap again and just got absolutely blown up again. It was just like, you know, I've seen that too many times. You know, I'm just getting sick of it. So, you know, don't mind the aggressiveness, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know. Yeah, um, so, it, it, it just it just kind of talks about your point for as much money they've spent on the offensive line. You'd think they'd be able to do that, but it seems like they still get stoned on those plays. And I'm sure it happens to a bunch of other teams, too. But, I mean, right. we, we want to see them impose a world, but gosh, it's kind of... And I got issues like with Frank Ragnow, too, on the play. Like, okay, if you're really... I couldn't even tell if they were going for it. Were they just going to do a hard snap? Because everybody looked out of whack. Like, Matt Stafford's gyrating you know he's under center and then he's kind of doing his hard count and then you know what frank Ragnow did like a triple take on that hike it was sort of like you know should i hike it should i not and then finally he did matt stafford looks surprised then he dives and like the whole thing just looked out of whack so i really don't even know if they really were going for it or not based on what they did but i just know it did not look good it wasn't like a team that has a great short yardage package that can just go out and get these type of plays. So yeah. it just seemed like a mess from the get go. But like I said, my thing was, I, I think it was the announcer broadcast. Like when they didn't get it, these dumb announcers were like, Oh, now it's going to be tough on fourth down. It's like, Hey idiot. Now they're going to kick it. You dumb fool. Like they're not going to say, Oh, it's third, <laughs> fourth and six. Now let's, let's line up again, fellas. Like, no, now yeah. you obviously take the points. I think it was Charles Davis or vice versa where he's like, uh, no, they're going to kick it now. <laughs> yeah. After the one guy went on a diatribe about how now it was going to be so hard to convert. It was like, hello. You yeah, know, it's not, it's it. not the fourth quarter with like 30 seconds left and they're trying to get it. You know, okay. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I don't mind Charles Davis, but again, these announcers too were a little bit much for me with some of their just random takes and then their, you know, just all these wild like thoughts they had on all these crazy plays during this game. It got to be a little much or it was just kind of like, okay, you know, uh, I don't, I just don't know where they were at. They were all over the map with their, with their announcing, with their opinions, everything is just. And, it, of course, it was like, let's talk about this, Grifka. The Harblin Globetrotters, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, running all these ridiculous plays, throwing the ball. Like, how many times did, did Pat Mahomes just hike it, drift back about 10 yards, and then just loft the ball in the air to somebody? Like, just kind of throw it up randomly. And they ran under it, catch it. Lots of times they didn't catch it. 
I mean, they're doing all this. Oh, look at all this ball handling by Pat Mahomes. I put on my live chat. I was just like, I cannot wait till they try one of these little gimmicky trick fancy plays. He puts it on the turf and they lose the football game. That would have brought me so much joy if that would have happened. Like, was it annoying you too? that They were just kind of out there trying to be uh, curly and Mo the Harlem Globetrotters. The NFL is ridiculous. I don't think I don't think Mo was on the Harlem Globetrotters. But... <laughs> no, but uh, curly and Mo, but. Uh... Yeah, I think it was um, quite the uh, uh, quite the comparison there. It's just like, really, come on. I mean, they're not. I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's enough. Let's pump the brakes here. You know, they're not playing. It's more like a disservice to the Lions. Just kind of like, oh, they're the Washington Generals. It's no problem. They're just gonna go out there and do that. Blah blah. It's like, come on, really? Right. It's just still. I mean, that's that's just, how it felt. But it's like it almost burned them a few times, and like it just would have been so sweet. Like late in the fourth quarter, they try some gimmick play. What What do you think about the stupid throw it up in the air? I, I thought it was a more crucial, but really it was just second down play where Pat Mahomes drifted off to the right, <sighs> threw it across his body backwards. Travis Kelsey catches it, underhand flips it, mid play, uh, right to Shady McCoy. He runs for another 15 yards. Like, you go back and watch that play. They did, a, of course, they did 8 million slow motion replays. Like, he he gets it off by a millisecond. If that is done any other way, it's either knocked out by Tracy Walker or Tracy hits his arms and the, the flips, you know, kind of off kilter, or he just straight up knocks it out for a fumble at that point, whatever they would have called it. Like, I mean, what do you think about that play? Of course, it got so much love, but to me, it was it was very random. I, I can't believe he tried something crazy like that. And T-Walk was right there. I mean, his arm is a just a half a beat away from absolutely just knocking that football out. Yeah. I don't, everybody's like, I don't, Oh, that was amazing. I, I, that wasn't a plan play. That wasn't hook and ladder. You're right. I think, I don't know if Mahomes knew he was throwing it to, he just kind of threw it to an area on that because they had two guys within five yards of each other. And that's usually a bad thing. Both guys drifted to the same spot. And you're right. If, if what Kelsey knows, well, I got, I got, no, Walker's right behind me, so I know I'm going to catch the ball and flip it to McCoy. And I mean, you know, McCoy caught that like perfectly to like, and yeah, he's a great athlete and we see him do a bunch of things. But if it's one of those things, if you're not prepared for it and somebody throws the ball at you that way, that's what I mean. He, he caught it perfectly. I mean, yeah, he's a great athlete and he, and he adjusts. It's like, oh, he's throwing the ball at me. You know, still, it's almost kind of like, yeah, okay, let's not act like, you know, they haven't practiced that maybe because that was almost too smooth for for that to happen, <laughs> yeah. for it to be totally like, wow, that was amazing. They you, you, they weren't even thinking of that. How's McCoy? Come on. The way McCoy had position, you know, he had flipped. He jumped. McCoy jumped because the ball was going over his head because he thought it was obviously to him. So he turns and he sees Kelsey standing there. Kelsey catches the ball and throws it right at him, but. McCoy's like in the most perfect position to catch the ball, you know? So that's obviously that's, it's gotta be something they've practiced before. I'm not saying that play was designed to do that, but they've obviously practiced that before because McCoy wasn't even like taken on, you know, off guard or anything. Your body didn't even, it looked like he was just waiting for it. You know, even when you slow it down, slow motion, it was just, (laughs) it was, it was, it was, it was pretty lucky if it wasn't, uh, you know, if it wasn't, you know, even practiced. 
Right. I think that's a good word. I mean, lucky or like really gutsy by Travis Kelsey and he got away with it. You know what I mean? It could have easily been a, an absolutely terrible play that people are just laughing at him all day for, you know, how could you flip the ball backwards on a, on a play like that? But like you say, they, they got away with it. I mean, gosh, it's one of those to me, I, me and you argue all the time because to me, the NFL game comes down to a couple plays going one way or the other and that was one of the ones that had it went the other way and Tracy Walker's hand is in a half an inch lower he knocks that football down and the scrambles loose here here's a funny thing too Grifka all the punch outs all the fumbles we got on the dank Chiefs and Shady McCoy carrying that ball like a loaf of bread on a Sunday morning he doesn't he doesn't put any on the turf have you ever seen a guy carry the football like this guy it's I, I mean, I used to do that way back in the heyday in the playgrounds, but it's it's pretty embarrassing to carry the ball like that in the NFL, I think. I mean, I know he probably thinks it's so sweet, but uh, Shady McCoy just palming the ball like f- 10 feet away from his body is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's something uh, coaches definitely don't teach, but uh guy's been <laughs> around a while, so uh, I guess let him do what he wants until he gets burned by it, which I'm assuming he's probably lost fumbles before by doing that. I haven't seen every oh, Shady definitely. McCoy carry, but... Yeah, it's a, yeah, I would have to say, like you say that, he uh, just I can't imagine Andy Reid's a big disciplinarian, you know, just uh, when it's all said and done, he just lets him do whatever until it till it kills him in the playoffs or something. And then he'll give the all shucks routine. But, yeah, I thought it was ridiculous the way he was carrying the ball. I'm like, how are we how are we knocking the ball out from everybody else? We can't knock it away from this fool. He did it later, too, in the late third, fourth quarter. Where I was just like, oh, my gosh, if somebody gets their hand in that ball. He'll never hear the end of it, you know, carrying it like that. But yeah, crazy. So, yeah. so let's talk about a couple more plays, Griff. Because so, you know, we talked about the punch outs. We talked about these ref um, calls that were just totally egregious. You know, Hawkinson big touchdown. Kenny Galladay ends up with 67 yards, two touchdowns. Should have had three. Carry on Johnson, as uh, noted in our preview of the game, I said he'd probably have 120 and two, two touches. I mean, he went for 125, <laughs> should have had the one touchdown. Um, you know, ends up with near no touchdowns, but ran the ball well. Had a couple catches that he made some good plays on too. So Carry on really got it going. Um, let, let's talk about the end of this game. I mean, you had to be proud of the Lions coming down. Um, kind of after all this adversity and having that great drive where they uh, Matt Stafford throws that incredible ball to Marvin Hall. I mean, your favorite player in the NFL, Marvin Hall. And then uh, they get down tight and he just throws that beautiful ball to Kenny. And like, I swear, Griff, if they would have taken away that touchdown, I probably would have broken the TV or the coffee table or whatever you've done in your past. Because I was like, you know, the drag of the foot, the toe was out, but the the foot itself had dragged. I mean, even if they were unsure, I think they were just giving us that because they knew the other ones were bogus, but that was incredible play just across the board. It was awesome. Yeah. That is a, that that's a big time play by Kenny Galladay to uh, drag that foot and kudos actually to the uh, side judge. I mean, they kept pointing out, look at, he's looking right at it. And once again, Dean Blandino, our homeboy, well, I don't know. And was, but Charles Davis like, but look, and he's like, he's even getting like the, the like the, the ray beams coming from the eyes showing like he's staring right at it. How good. Well, I, I think they may overturn it because his foot is, but he's right. Look at it, He's looking right at it. And Dean Blandino was still like, well, I don't know. I think they may overturn this one. It's just like, 
Why? Hold, I mean, the, the referee's hold on, though. looking right at it. <laughs> hold on, though, because that was the big beef. He's looking right at it. H- have you seen these refs? I mean, I really don't care what they're looking right at. The fact that they can't see anything is pretty much apparent to, to me at this point. But when you slow it down again in the 8 million frames a second replay, it's pretty obvious to me that you could see the bottom of his middle of his foot sort of touch the ground, like scrape it, as they said, and you could see just some that uh, field turf come up and then, yeah, the toe was completely out. But at that point it didn't matter because the bottom of his foot, it kind of grazed across the ground to make it a catch. So I, I was just glad they not only got that right, but had the, you know, foresight to see, okay, Hey Grifka, let's rewind the tape on this play. It may have looked to the naked eye. Like it was uh, incomplete or no look complete. And then when they slowed it down, it looked incomplete because of the toe. And then when they really looked at it again, you could see this other foot down. But my thing is, there wasn't enough to, to change it. So they called it a touchdown on the field. They had to stay with that call, which for some reason they did that here. Yet earlier, they 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 had conclusive evidence, which we all know is a bunch of garbage. Like you didn't have conclusive anything earlier. You just decided, oh, hey, this time I think I'll just change the play for some reason, you know, where every other time they stick with it. That's what drives me nuts. That, that, those kind of inconsistencies. And that's not the, oh, woe is me or poor Lions. That's the every other game I watch. If it's anywhere in doubt, they come back and do the stupid. It stands as called. Yet every Lions game I seem to watch, it's we've we've changed the play, and I'm like, based on what? You've changed it based on what? Because there's nothing to change the freaking play. That's my big big beef. This whole game is you can't change it on maybes, and they've done that more than we'd ever like to talk about with our Lions. Yeah, I uh, have to agree with you on that. Get the get the bell out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right. Well, so the Lions come down, they score, which is big time. That shows lots of onions, lots of, lots of big old cojones coming down. Matt Stafford's feeling it. Um, Kenny Galladay again, body control, getting those feet in, making a huge play at this point, you, me and everybody else is saying, love the touchdown. There's still a lot of time on the clock, but all you do, like I said, at the Chargers game, one time, we need one play, one stop. So the Lions come back. They get the Chiefs in a tough situation. Third and long, they end up not getting it. Fourth and eight, Grifka. I think there was a timeout call by one of the teams. So both teams go to the sideline. I, I'm like sitting here going, we're one play away from being the Chiefs and going to 3-0 and 1. And sure enough, they hike the ball. Everything looks covered. I'm feeling it. I'm excited. All of a sudden, you look from basically tackle to tackle. There's not one Detroit Lions player anywhere in the screen. Pat Mahomes with his slow saunter just runs up the field for, gosh, it felt like a million yards. I mean, I think he had needed eight. He probably got, you know, 10, 15, whatever it was, moved the chains. And then what I said on Twitter was they didn't even really make any big plays from that point on, which I think was on their side of the football field. 
they kind of just randomly move their way down the field with little, like, not impressive plays. And the next thing you know, they were on our, you know, five-yard line, whatever it is, first down. It was it was very frustrating. It's not like they made any really incredible plays to get down there. We just could not get off the dang field or make a play. Yeah, the I don't know if they were supposed to have somebody shadow Mahomes on that fourth and eight. And because the Lions had just made a great play before that on third and eight to, um, you know, you know, protect them or knock the ball away for, um, for, to bring a fourth down. I don't know. I, I was reading something today. They thought it was probably supposed to be Christian Jones doing the, uh, you know, maybe doing the, um, like the spine of Pat Mahomes on that play, but he went with, uh, was it uh, the safety uh, Tavon? Tavon Wilson and him both followed the running back out of the backfield, leaving the whole middle of the field open. So um, nobody knows for sure if it was Christian. It's supposed to be Christian Jones or not, but I don't know why you would double team the running back, you know, coming out of the backfield on that. So yeah, that was one. You're right. Once that happened, it was just like the parting in the Red Sea, and there was nobody around. He scampered for 15 yards. Um, that was that was pretty bad. But then the one that gets me even a little more. Is the guy they you know they talked about the whole game, you know you talked about him earlier. Travis Kelsey, you can't leave this guy unguarded. He was all pumped up after one of their touchdowns, you know. And the play where before they double teamed him, you know, was Jared Davis and um I think um I think it was Kennard actually had both you know double teamed him and they didn't even let him you know five yards off the line of scrimmage. They're both kind of bumping him, not letting him go anywhere because you have that five yards, you know, from within the line of scrimmage. So they didn't get to do anything. And even the announcers pointed out, like, look, they double teamed. They'll probably do the same on this play. Well, the next play, you know, they do that. They bump him coming off the line. And then I think Kennard goes to like rush. And then Mahomes like kind of starts to, you know, roll out again. So they just show it. Jared Davis just leaves him. And Travis Kelsey is just standing there, you know, open. And, like, how, why would you leave this guy? I mean, Mahomes barely rolled the other way, and there's nobody guarding this guy now. So, and yeah, Kelsey catches the ball, and he takes it down to, like, the 33 or something at that point. And only I'm being maybe, like, a 12-yard gain, but still. I mean, how, why would you leave that guy wide open? And I think that comes back to, like, you know, we hear from the Patriots, and they've said it before, where Patricia kind of wants to do that, you know, do your job. I think at some point somebody was worried about Mahomes rushing up the middle again, and they left their job. And Travis Kelsey just standing there wide open to catch the ball for like a 12-yard gain. And that's, that one right there is just kind of mind-boggling. You know, just you got to keep at least one guy on that guy because everybody else was covered down the field. And you watch the play. Everybody else was covered. The only guy left wide open was Travis Kelsey. Griff, this is where you got to savor this moment because I don't say it too often on the show. Two very good points by you, Grifka, and I'm glad you brought them up. First of all, one of my favorite plays of the football game that you brought up was when we just absolutely destroyed Travis Kelsey off the line of scrimmage. Like, he tried to come off, and, like, it felt like he was in a – well, I got to get my sound effect for this one because this is <laughs> this is what it felt like or what I felt like watching the play. It's like it's like he came off the line, and it was just like you said, Jared Davis, Kennard, whoever it was, just did this to Travis Kelsey. Knockout. <laughs> they just like triple bumped him and he just said, Oh, screw this. And, like he, he just got out physical. I loved it. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, I was like, just just beat him up so he can't do his little stupid, you know, seven yard in cut where he just stands there and gets the football. 
But then you even bring up a better point, Grifka. Again, drink it in, man. Uh, <laughs> where he... The, like the next play, he, he comes off the line. We're right there on him. And then the favorite player you like to beat up on, Jared Davis, just like just leaves him. Like this is their go-to guy. This is the little underneath playmaker. And you just you just abort him to do what? Like like you said, he sort of just went in the middle of the field or hey, I'm going to go cover the running back. Why? You're freaking on Travis Kelsey. Just stay there. And said it right when he left him. Sure enough, just throws it to him. And then the other thing he didn't bring up is like, how many times when it's the most crucial moment are the Lions not going to do the simple thing, which is like keep him in bounds. Like you just let him saunter his way from probably the midfield or the, or the outer hash all the way to the sideline and get out of bounds. It was just like, Oh, just very frustrating on that, on that across the board. But yeah, man, how they left Travis Kelsey after they had just absolutely just, you know, freaking Mike Tyson punch out uh, him on the previous play. It was like, just go do that again. Just out physical him. And instead they just decided, Hey, here's an idea. We'll leave him open. That'll really fool him. Just ridiculous. So yeah. The worst part is like when you watch the highlight and they show up from the angle, like from like the sky vision, not from the sideline angle, like where you normally watch a game, but that above camera, it's almost kind of comical because at first I'm pretty sure it's canard. He goes in for the rush. Okay. Maybe it's just one of those things. He's off the line. You take him. You know, it's kind of like what they were expecting. But then you see, like, Jared Davis, like, looking at the backfield, and he's standing right next to Travis Kelsey. And, like, he, all of a sudden he just runs away. Like, he's scared or something. <laughs> it's like, poof, he's gone. It's just, and Kelsey's just, like, standing there. He's got to be thinking, they left me wide open. <laughs> it's like, he's right, like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take, take two steps back, and I'm even more open now, you know? So, oh, gosh, that was just all I could at that point maybe you're right I got angry after I saw that because I was like what the hell are you doing you know and that I think that's actually what came out of my mouth at that point so you're kind of like uh what the hell what the hell what the hell like that's what I was saying I was like you're right there where are you going like uh like what are you doing like right when they all ran away from Travis Kelsey games on the line I was like no god please no <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? So like, okay, so again, I don't want to make light of this because this, this is these are ga- these are plays that are losing us this football game right now. So again, somehow they dink and dunk their way down and they find themselves like inside the five, basically first and goal inside the five. The clock's just ticking down, you know, tick, 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 as Berman would say, like under a minute. Next thing you know, kind of, uh, you know, 30 seconds left. They're just sort of walking up there. It ends up being, did they score on second down or third down? Do you remember? It was third down because the. Yeah, they had stopped them a couple times. So I think it was third down. They run it up the middle again. Now we got to break down this play, Grifka. What did you see? Because the whole time I'm yelling at my TV going, every replay I'm seeing like a clear shot of his knee touching the ground. The thing that isn't clear is where the football is. So again, whatever the call was on the field, but then there's all these screenshots of like, like I said, I can't go against myself as I said earlier, but there's screenshots of like snacks Harrison getting absolutely clothesline slash choked on the one yard line being pulled backwards by his neck. I mean, I don't know how you don't see that, but you see all these other Tic Tac, uh, holding calls like what did you think about that play because to me it wasn't if they were going to score it was when but 
still, I wouldn't mind having that back or moving them back to the, you know, six yard line and trying it again or whatever it may be. And, and trying to hold them to a field goal at that point, or like, no, they would have had to still go for it. Like take my chances. But instead they just did what I said earlier when, when in doubt, they just let anything go, you know, in those fist fights inside, it was just a brutal play. I, I don't think there was clear view that his knee was down and where the football was, but I feel like it was pretty clear that his knee was down and you could assume, which this referee staff was good at doing, that he seemed to be short from a couple of views I saw. Yeah, I, I the views you're talking about, I've seen those still lifes as well. You know, uh, with uh, it's like, you know, everybody like does that thing with like the special – was it like the, here's the line of the, here's the goal line. Here's the football. It's obvious. It doesn't cross. Here's his knee being down. Uh, I've right. seen those as well. And I've also seen the picture where it looked like it was obviously, you know, Snacks Harrison was getting taken down, you know, and night, you know, you know straight up, straight, straight up sleeper hold was put on him from behind, like a straight up uh, rear naked choke, as you would see in UFC was basically what he, what he was in. Yeah, and that wasn't that wasn't I I don't think that was one guy just taking him down. I think it was a couple different guys working on that. By the way it looked, I mean there's so many limbs in there. It's it's hard to exactly tell, but I think that's exactly what it was. I think it was a couple guys just like, "Okay, we're going to tackle you." You know, and and like, you know, they they let it slide earlier where Ashawn should have got off the block, but you know, since you know somebody made a phone call to the NFL said it was unwatchable, don't call so many hold calls and Pat Mahomes had already turned around and looked at the referees like, are you going to throw that call? Are you going to throw that flag where Kevin Strong is being held? No? Okay, I'm just going to saunter off the sideline for 20 yards. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, the refs are okay with that. But um, you're talking about the time where it's running. When they got down there, I just thought to myself, let them score. It's one of those things I'm like, let them score. Just let part the Red Sea get as much time as possible. You know, right. and because sorry I, I was once again texting my buddies i told them i go i i i did it on the you know the, on the show before breaking this game down i thought the chiefs defense sucks and i still think it sucks i think they win a lot of games simply because they outscore teams but you know i don't i don't think their defense is that good at all their defensive backfield they ain't that great i mean was it uh, chris jones form up the middle had had a good game but really i mean yeah they had a few sacks but there was a couple jailbreaks where obviously there was a breakdown in the inside. And honestly, I think the line got worse when Kenny Wiggins was put in over Joe Dahl. I think there was like a player or two where Joe Dahl didn't look great, but I thought he played a lot better than the two drives Kenny Wiggins was in there. But um, <laughs> I think I thought, I think they should just let him score. And like you would have had all your timeouts. You would have had roughly what, like 45, 50 seconds left. I mean, I think that's pretty good for Matt Stafford to drive down on that team considering he just did that before. And, you know, he, he like you mentioned, he threw a jump ball up to Marvin Hall. Obviously, you can trust him because he did it the time before. I, I think the Chiefs' defense sucked. And I really think that was just kind of, you know, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, But, yeah, you stopped him on a couple downs, but you burned a couple timeouts as well. And you really didn't give yourself a chance there in the end. But I think they just should have just let him score right there, you know, earlier, you know, right on first down. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, it's hard to know because, you know, the greatest thing ever though would have been a, you know, four, four down stand on the one yard line, win the football game or the way the ball was being put on the carpet, like dumb Patrick Mahomes snaps the football, try some, you know, whoopsie fake with his, with his hands or trying to be a ball fake ball comes out, Lions get on and win. So, I mean, there was still that, you know, chance that that could happen the way the ball was getting fumbled in this game, but I mean, 
like you say, you're right. Like they could have just got out of the way, let him score, give Stafford a little bit more. So let's turn the clock back. They end up scoring, you know, no holding call, no, like, like it is 2019, right, Grifka? Am I right on that? Yeah, you're correct. We, we, we got all this ridiculous technology, but we can't get, you know, like you said, these people on Twitter are able to make an actual goal line and actually piece all these like pitchers together to figure out what's going on. But the NFL just like, you know, hey, we looked at a couple camera angles and like, gosh, I, I know I've been on a, a Griffith soapbox about the refs and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the refs, you know, uh, beat the Lions or, oh, poor is us, the refs. I'm, but what I am saying is like they have this multi million slash billion dollar facility where they always have to call it New York. Like, really, you can't call like the NFL headquarters. You got to call it New York every time just to make yourself sound cool for whatever reason. I don't know why New York is some amazing thing to hear all the time, but they go, oh, we got to go to New York on that one. Like, I feel like New York has all these fancy TVs and stuff, but all it is is me and you and a couple other people sitting around going, I don't know. It looks short to me. What do you think, Bill? Bill's like, eh, I think it's short too. And then they just call back and tell the ref to go tell the 70, 80,000 people, Hey, go, go tell the people it was short. Uh, that's what we think. Like, I don't think it's much more scientific than that. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think they're like, you know, they got these big screen TVs and they're all like, well, you know, go, go half, I have, no, no, yeah, that's the spot. It's just, you're right. I think it's just a couple guys cracking a couple, you know, uh, Miller lights and they're sitting there with their feet up eating, you know, some queso and chips. Like, eh, you know, Detroit's calling us. Yeah, bring up that tape. Yeah, yeah, we're probably going with that. You know, yeah, let's go with that. And the rest on the sideline, you know, like got the headphones on, waiting for all this stuff. And they're like, "You're gonna have to wait." Right. Bob's in the Bob's in the bathroom right now. It'll be a couple seconds. We'll get him back out here. You know, that's, you right. know, I highly and, doubt these guys are all like, you know, these guys are trained to watch this. I think this is a job. I mean, you could go do. I mean, that's right. And this is where I agree with you that I think that it's. It's like you said, it's a nonchalant, oh man, Detroit's calling, what do they want? Whereas like, you know, when New England's on here, this is where you do your bit, Grifka. What, what other teams might call New York and it might be a different reaction than when the Lions call? Oh, I'm sure like when New England calls up, they're like, they're right to the phone. It's like, excuse me, okay. Or maybe Green Bay. It's like, Mr. Rogers, are you okay? Can we, what can we do to help you out? You know, when Dallas, like Jerry Jones on the call, it's like, oh, we'll piss you guys off again. We'll leave the NFL. Okay, never mind. What's the call? You want it? Okay. So, uh, it, right. That's that's when they're breaking out all this. It feels like they have all that technology, but it's probably only on like two or three of the games that week and everybody else gets the, the four or five camera shots and that's it. And like you said, the Lions are just like, hey, Bill, go figure out that Lions game, you know, to let me know what you come up with over there rather than, you know, all the attention all these other calls get because that that's where I think you're right is that they don't get the respect in regards to, Hey, this is just as big of a call as everywhere else. And and like I say, this is leading me into our, our end of the game here, Grifka. So the lions like get the football back. They make a couple plays. Matt Stafford makes a big chunk down the middle of the football field. They end up taking a shot at the end zone. You know, the first hail Mary was, you know, really good throw was really close to where Kenny Galladay almost made a ridiculous catch, which probably would have been the greatest thing in my lines uh, history. If he ends up catching this football and uh, they get another play though, and they throw it up and Marvin Jones gets absolutely decapitated at like the, I probably was more like at the 10 yard line. The guy just said, all right, I'm just going to do a two point takedown on him, not even let him get to the end zone. And the, the, the rumor innuendo 
is that New York was just like, oh yeah, we, we declined the option to look that play over. We, we don't, we don't really care. We're not going to worry about it. Um, like you said, oh, it's a Hail Mary. So whatever happens, happens type of thing. I mean, talk me through your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's one of those things when I read that too. And, you know, I saw the tape of it and we're like, you know, Marvin Jones are just like tackling the guy. And then the NFL's like, well, we're a little more liberal on Hail Marys because stuff can happen because the chance of it really succeed, succeeding, you know, it's like, that's kind of like the most pointless excuse in the world. It's still a pass. I mean, I don't care if it's a jump ball or not. So what if it's a jump ball? They throw a bomb like that and, you know, the first quarter with 10 minutes left to play, they decided to just chuck one up. I mean, oh, you're going to let that slide too? Well, it's a Hail Mary. I mean, chances of it happening, you know, aren't that great. Hail Mary, it's a very, you know, high-risk play. And, you know, we're, we're going to be a little more liberal with the rules. Well, that's just dumb. I mean, that's just, that's just stupid. I mean, like I said, you know, you could just, okay, I'm going to go down and just, you know, karate kick some dude in the middle of the back. Well, it's not a, I'll go, well, I thought we're a little more liberal with the rules here, you know? I mean, you're going to take out a guy's knees or something like that, you know? Like, well, I thought we were just a little more liberal with the rules. So it's just dumb, and all you're doing is opening up a can of worms to, you know, because so when somebody gets a pass interference called later on that where it's so, so blatant, well, you know, in the Lions game, I mean, Come on, it's just dumb. It's a penalty. Call the thing, no matter when it's done. Because all you're doing, once again, is you're taking the opportunity away from the team to win. And I'm not saying that, even if it was the Chiefs and something happened with, you know, if the Lions were doing it, if it's blatant, yeah, call it. Because me, me and my friend, we argue about this all the time. He goes, look, it's blatant, it's obvious. I'm like, yeah, but they were letting him do it the rest of the game, so why they, why'd they do it then? Well, it doesn't matter. It's still a penalty. You, sh- you still shouldn't do it. But the NFL is going to allow him to do it because, you know, it's a Hail Mary. It's a high-risk play. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, you know, it's like, you know, in the NBA, you can get away with that by maybe giving superstars a little leniency. But in the NFL, especially the way they love to throw these yellow hankies, like you can't just decide. Well, I know we called holding like that in the first quarter, but now because it's the end of the game, we want to let them play a little bit. Like, no, you either let them play a little bit or you don't for the game, you know, call it as you see it type of thing. So, yeah, it's crazy how they just let that kind of stuff roll. But, um, gosh, man, I, I don't know. Like, to me, I haven't really looked into it deep, but to me the Marvin play was kind of – it was totally egregious, but I don't know that, you know, that's one that I would want across the board. You know, that's one I could see. Like, if they got it to the Lions, I'd be happy. But if it happened to the Lions, I'd – excuse me, I'd lose my mind. So – I mean, he wasn't really in the play. Would he have got there, you know, for at least the couple pitchers I saw? Like, it still would have been tough for him to get in position and really make a play from where he got tackled and where the football was at the time. So, you know, not only did I not see it live, but I really, when I saw it come up later, I was just thinking, man, this seems like people just sort of looking for reasons at this point of why we got jobbed or what went wrong in this game. But, uh, I don't know, man. Those last couple, like, again, Matt Stafford with a big cannon arm didn't get that, you know, final ball anywhere near the end zone either, so it wouldn't have mattered. So, I don't know, man. Like, again, bringing us back to our earlier topic, like, I feel like so many ups and downs. This was an exhausting game. It was a fun game to watch. It was a a learn-your-lesson type game. It was a prove-it game. It was... It was everything under the sun, and unfortunately, like, when you pull it up in the box score, when you look at the end of the year, we can say ifs, ands, or buts, but we'll just say, <clears throat> man, what if we would have won that game against Kansas City? We had that one. <laughs>
Yeah, it's just, like you said, you know, I know we argued about it. You know, it's a loss, it's a loss, it's a loss. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, they can play with anybody. Lions could play with anybody a lot of times. It's just still, I mean, maybe it's a, they find us a confidence builder, you know, with the week off, get healthy. Hopefully Hawkinson recovers, you know, pretty quickly from that concussion because that did look pretty bad, you know. So I don't know if that's going to be a few weeks or not with him. But um, if that's one of those things where, you know, they come back, come strong, because once again, it's a Monday night game in Green Bay. So, you know, get your uh, get your music out, you know, for conspiracy theories. But, you know. You know, they already lost a primetime game in Green Bay to Philadelphia. Uh, you know, some tough stuff. So, you know, it's Monday night against the Woeful Lions. So, uh, another national televised game. So, don't don't think that Aaron Rodgers, you know, his, his wide receiver career is not going to get a few calls in that game. So, uh, yeah, just be ready for that, Lions fans. The Lions are going to have to play against the referees again. Oh, man. it's uh, I heard a lot of people, you know, the day after the game saying, you know, it's really tough loss, one they could have had, but like that game in Green Bay is so huge. And Grifka, it's a good time to shut this show down, but the Lions are on a bye week. I say next week, all we do is pub up this game. I say we tell the people all our crazy road trip plans, what we're going to do in Green Bay, why we're going to win that football game why you're not going to go old school Lions fan and just quit right at the first sign of adversity, why I'm going to just have a ton of fun with all the cheddar heads and mozzarella faces down there. And uh, yeah, why we're going to get a big win in Lambeau under the lights and come home three, one and one when that's all said and done. How's that sound? Oh yeah. That's, that's sounding great. And even right now at two, one and one, it's still better than the Owen 11 that, our wonderful ESPN crew who never gives Lent any love had already figured them out at. So, uh, you know, that's just one of those things. It's just nice to see. And all I got to say is, uh, I don't know if anybody's looked at it, but uh, Peter King right now he's released his first power rankings, you know, and uh, I know a lot of people don't like Peter King, but I don't mind him. But he has the Detroit Lions at number 11, which, you know, that's that's pretty impressive actually for uh for a lot of, for a lot of uh, people who didn't think that the Lions were going to do that much this year and be the worst team in in that division. So, oh man, I'm I, I'm glad you like to me Grifka Peter King is right in my Dave Burkett category as guys that I just uh, you know cannot stand and really the only reason is because of how pompous they both are. Like to me, that's a perfect word for both those people. Like. Every time Dave Burkett's on an interview, he, he makes his job sounds like it's the hardest thing ever, or he just has this pompous attitude about the Lions, like uh, just really aloof. And every time I hear Peter King, that's what I think, just some pampered, you know, rich guy that's out there just writing articles and getting his way and getting paid tons of money. But uh, I love the guys that are down to earth, man, putting in the work, like the Eric Schlitz of USA Today, Lions Wire, like the Tim Twentymans. I met uh, Twentyman at a camp. He just seemed like a totally regular guy that you go out and play around a golf with and have a brewski and talk football. Like, you know, all those other writers or people you see were just like, man, that guy knows football, you know, rather than, wow, that guy like thinks he's the, you know, greatest thing ever and has had a privileged life for the last 10 years or there thinks he is, you know, thinks in a way you talk to him. So that, that's my quick take on Peter King and his like, as well as the guys that I think just really bust their tail and uh, are just down to earth football guys. So, oh man, like I say, I'm glad, 
he's got him kind of in that range. But I think, like you said, none of these reports matter. How many times we do that bit on the show where we go down these lists and these look at this and really it doesn't matter. The Lions have played much better than anybody could have expected in the media. You know, they're about where we had them, you know, as far as record wise. Now they just have to go win the game in Green Bay, come back and have another tough division game and then go, uh, you know, keep fighting their butts off. The craziest part for me is like we've only played four games and every game has been such a up and down roller coaster. Like I'm exhausted, man. I need this bye week because these have been some tough games to get my way through. And uh, man, there's 12 more of these suckers to go. So hopefully the Lions can keep it up, keep up the energy, stay healthy, get healthy and uh, put up some W's. So with all that being said, Grifka, you got anything else for the people? Uh, Nope. Everybody. Thank you so much. We had to make this a double dip episode because there was so much to talk about. We'll come back next week and talk about the bye week. Hopefully the Lions getting healthy. We'd love to see Hand, Snacks, Hawk, Amendola, everybody ready to roll when me and Grifka are live in person in the hollow grounds of Lambeau Field for a Monday night football game, Lions-Packers. We'll talk all about it next week. Can't wait. Um, Thank you so much, everybody. Take care. We're out. Drink it in, man.